Hey, Breakthrough listeners. Jason Lowe here from Ascendant Financial, Episodes 107 and 158. Access to financing and dealing with the banks can be frustrating, and we've all felt it. And every payment that you make, whether it's the mortgage, property taxes, repairs and maintenance, unplanned vacancy, every single transaction involves a permanent transfer of money away from you, making the wheels of the banking business turn. In other words, you're doing all the work and everyone else is getting all your money. That's a problem. Now, you may have heard the expression, once you understand the problem, the solution becomes clear and you'll know exactly what to do. The solution for breakthrough real estate listeners is the infinite banking concept, the process of becoming your own banker. Let me show you everything that I know from my 14 years of experience teaching people this process all across Canada. All you need to do is spend four hours with me on Saturday, April 2nd, and it's completely free. Simply head on over to BreakthroughIBC.com, register with an open mind, and I will give you the blueprint to solve the problem. Again, that's BreakthroughIBC.com. Whatever your real estate and wealth building goals are, I promise you the infinite banking concept is the best process to get you there. I encourage you to take the next step. It's completely free. Simply head on over to BreakthroughIBC.com. Again, that's BreakthroughIBC.com. And if you think you can't afford to spend four hours with me on this, let me tell you, you can't afford to not discover this. I truly believe that what you will learn will open your eyes to a whole new financial world. And I promise you, you're going to say, Jason, I'm glad I attended. Register now for our event at BreakthroughIBC.com. Again, that's BreakthroughIBC.com. Tired of the nine to five? Tired of only dreaming about the things you want to do? Want to have more time for your family? More time for you? More time for you? This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we interview qualified guests in the real estate industry all across Canada. We want you to live life on your terms, and we want to help you break through to that life through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. Now your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Hello and welcome back everybody again to the show. Glad you could join us today. We're very excited again, as usual. We're always excited about our guests that we have on, but especially excited today um, to speak to our guests who we have with us and I'm not going to reveal it right yet. We'll, we'll get to her in just a minute, but it's going to be an exciting show. Um, as usual, Sandy McKay is here with me. Sandy, how are you? Hey, I'm amazing, Rob. Uh, excited to be here for another great episode, and I'm looking forward to this one. Should be good. It's a little bit echoey where you are because you're emptying out your office and moving to a new one. And so uh, this, is like, this is like the goodbye show from your current location. Kind of, yeah, kind of. I think we'll be big, bigger and better uh, for next time. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, everybody should go over to our website, breakthroughreipodcast.ca. You can listen to all of our past episodes there. You can hook up with the guests through the show notes there. Um, you can leave us comments, ratings, reviews, and all of that stuff. And you can get our free gift, right, Sandy? Yeah. The ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate. And, uh, yeah, then go get that and also get connected with us deeper too by being on our email list and understanding or learning about everything we're doing outside of the show. So um, property tours or seminars, anything we got coming up, you're going to learn about that when you mm -hmm. go sign up and get that, uh, that free gift. Yep. If you're looking for a deep connection with Sandy, that's definitely step number one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the um, initial date. That's the first date. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, please go over to, um, iTunes and leave us a rating and review there. It helps us get out to more people. It helps more people learn about where they can learn about some, uh, really good real estate investing tips and tricks and, uh, golden nuggets from all the guests that we've had on. And, um, you know, it doesn't take that long. You just sign in and just tell us what you think. Maybe good, maybe bad, but either way, we'd like to hear what you have to say. So, um, Yeah. Go over to iTunes, leave us a rating review there. So, Sandy, what's new with you? Uh, other, you got the new office going on. Did you just get back? You were on vacation, weren't you? 
Uh, managed to get a vacation in over uh, the holidays, COVID <laughs> stuff and all. Uh, yeah, had a good uh, good cruise. Went to a few different islands in the Caribbean and um, COVID free until for the most part <laughs> until we got back and my wife got positive in uh, in the Toronto airport there. But that's the best place we could have probably had that happen because we made it through and came home and it was in lockdown anyway. So no big deal, I suppose. And uh, it was a great time. Spent almost two weeks away, so it was uh, it was it was nice and. Uh, and uh, I think that's, uh, you know, I just something to be grateful for when I'm back here. I'm like, really happy we got away because it's a different story. Mm-hmm. Here. I know you two yeah. don't know about that. Uh, you're enjoying in other areas of the world. But uh, yeah, we're still struggling a little bit here with, with this whole thing. We are. I keep seeing people like um, like there was a big dump in Toronto of snow uh, like mm-hmm. yesterday over the past couple of days. And everybody's yeah. posting it on Facebook and uh, and they've got like the little um you know, in their story, they've got like little animations of a shovel digging out their car or whatever. And I said to my wife, I'm just going to go down to the beach and, uh, you know, make a little emoji of a sand shovel digging in the sand. Uh, anyway. And you didn't do it? I didn't do it. I'm not that creative. I, the, I have the idea and then getting it like actually onto the forum is a different thing, onto the platform, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I need I need to uh, hire a, a technical director for that kind of stuff. We got tons we'll of sit snow down here. for five minutes and learn. We had still got tons of snow here, and most I think where where I am, most schools were closed uh, for, for the last two days. Um, so it was yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people that are not very happy about that. Hmm. Well, I think we'll just get right into it now. Um, today, I am very happy to be hanging out with Cassandra Miles. She is going to share why having your why is so important and what a successful real estate uh, portfolio can mean for you. So we're also going to explore how powerful your beliefs and mindset can be when it comes to real estate investing and really all aspects of life, I guess. So welcome, Cassandra. I'm super pumped to have you on. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Uh, we're excited. So I'm going to just go through a, a bit of a bio for you just to uh, explain who, a bit about who you are to the uh, to the listeners. And then okay. if you want to add to it, go for it. Uh, but you've got some really cool things here. So Cassandra's an accountant uh, and living part-time in the Kawarthas, so kind of cottage country here in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And most of her time, though, living in the jungle of Costco, where you are coming, coming uh, to us here today. And you've owned and operated accounting firm for 25 years. Uh, mm-hmm. You got office passing for real estates, and in 2011 mm-hmm. decided to uh, start buying apartment buildings. And then uh, you know you got into the world of real estate through Rain Real Estate Investment Network, which a lot of our listeners are either members or know about. And mm-hmm. um, and so obviously we're going to get into a lot of that education piece here. I think that's a big big piece for you. And then 10 years later, though, you uh, you have your great portfolio here going. You've got your sons and uh, two daughter-in-laws now part of the journey. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we're going to talk all about how that happened, how you made that work. And uh, you've done a lot of different things. So I think you've done everything from larger multifamily apartment buildings, smaller multifamily, single family, vacation rentals, Airbnb, uh, vacant land for developments, international mm-hmm. vacation properties, international <laughs> agriculture. And uh, one of the really unique and cool things, which I definitely sure we've never talked with anyone that has this is you have a thousand uh, tree organic avocado plantation in, in the jungle of Costa Rica. So exactly. uh, some really cool things there. Um, we're looking forward to learning more about how you've uh, been able to make this happen. Yeah, very, very excited. And, and what we usually do is we start right off with asking how people got started in real estate. But I think for this one, especially, it's more important to sort of learn about you at the person. So, you know, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay. Well, as you mentioned, I'm an accountant from Corth Lakes, Ontario, living in the jungle of Costa Rica. So that kind of covers the spectrum from cradle to grave. Um, and uh, I attribute a lot of what has happened to me and my success and my journey to becoming aware of my connection with the energy of the universe. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that, if that's okay. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's okay. Let's sit back. I'm ready. Okay. So basically, um, I really attribute a lot of my success to this. So I've always, my whole life, I felt something different and been aware of different 
feelings and energy than I, I was I was able to see in other people. I didn't notice other people talking about it or feeling this. Um, and I could never figure out what it was. And about 10 years ago, about the same time I started investing in real estate, I decided to start exploring this. And so I studied a lot about quantum physics, about energy, about um, manifesting, about collapsing atoms in the fifth dimension. And um, I was really able to use all that information to hone my skill of manifesting effortlessly. And so I really attribute a lot of my success to that. It's obviously a lot of hard work and dedication, but for any of the listeners, if you're able to explore that part of yourself and the journey, it really adds a lot to what you can accomplish and, and the journey that you can have. So are the, is this something that sort of coincided with you starting to invest in real estate or, or did like, which one came first? Like the idea that you could sort of uh, manifest some, some good things into your life and then you found real estate or did real estate act as sort of a catalyst for you learning more about this or like, how did that work? I think it was sort of simultaneously. Um, what I remember is, if I can explain it this way, the difference between thinking about an idea and making decisions and receiving what I call, and I think many people that I've spoken to since then, what I call is a download. You can physically feel the difference in, in the situation where you're thinking about what decisions you should make and um, what paths to take, you know, that's a process you go through in your mind and a download, what I call a download is something that instantaneously shows up in your mind. You can physically feel, I can anyways, I can physically feel information show up in my mind. And what I've learned from that on this journey in the last 10 years since I've understood it better is when I get a download and it shows up in my mind, I trust it and I follow it. And it always works out amazingly. Hey investors, we want to let you know our partners at Calvert Home Mortgage are an amazing mortgage lender for your Burr or Flip projects. They only require 20000 down, no appraisals needed in most instances, and can fund quickly. And right now, we're offering Calvert Home Mortgage's free Flip Burr Analyzer tool to run your numbers on deals. It's in our podcast description, and you can save $500 off your next deal with Calvert Home Mortgage when you mention our referral code, Breakthrough Podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So about 10 years ago, I had this strong desire to create a very strong financial uh, life and a prosperous life for my two sons and I. And instantly, it just showed up. One day, instantly, it showed up by apartment buildings. Just showed up in my mind. I didn't investigate which route to take or what I should invest in. It just showed up. And I think that was the first memory I had of that feeling of a download because I'd never considered buying apartment buildings before then. Even when I went on to tell family and friends what my plan was to buy apartment buildings, most of them thought I was crazy and there's no way that would happen um, because the average person doesn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to buy an apartment building. You know, in our world of investing, we know, we know a lot of people that are doing that, but before you get into that world, it's not something you would think of on, you know, just on the average day. So I think that was my first experience with understanding that I, it was something different. It wasn't a thought, it was a download. And I started to investigate from there. I read a ton of books, um, talked to different people, I researched, I practiced, I practiced manifesting. Um, I read some really good books. Um, uh, I'm going to put the links in later about some authors about practicing manifesting and when you feel like you're ready all of a sudden you'll get um the awareness that you should you should test it and you ask for something that wouldn't normally show up and if it shows up you have proof that you've connected to the energy of the universe and i did that and it showed up and i was like okay this changed my life now going forward i know it's working you know, what's funny is I think that happens to a lot of people. Like I can think of several instances where that's happened to us, my wife and I in our, you know, real estate investing journey, but it's something that 
you don't identify the way that you are doing it until you are aware of that idea, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so a lot of people can probably look back who are, th who are listening to this and think, huh, you know what? I had a similar experience, but I never thought of it that way. Like then they can start to explore that. And exactly. what you're saying kind of reminds me of, um, of this, no, I don't even know where this originated, but I've heard a lot of people use it as a, as a, as a framework to, I guess, solve problems or get answers. And that is, um, you know, when you're faced with a problem, you sort of sit back and ask yourself, like, if I did know the answer, what would it be? Mm -hmm. Right. Sort of a way to train your mind to just open up and mm -hmm. I mean, just have it come to you. Right. Exactly. So, so I really like, I really like that, um, that whole idea now. Mm -hmm. So you said you, you got this idea. Okay. I'm just going to, invest in apartment buildings. Right. So now we've sort of got to hone down onto like the technical aspect of, of, you know, having that idea. So what happens from there? Okay. So first thing I did was I phoned someone that I knew owned an apartment building. And I said to him, what's my first step? And he told me to go to rain <laughs> and I did. And that was the beginning of the journey. And that was an amazing experience. Don Campbell was still, uh, very much involved. He's the founder of the organization and all the people involved during that time. And since then are all amazing. Um, so much support um, members from all different industries, the banking, the insurance uh, brokers, everything you could need everyone there with a common interest to help each other and learn. Um, so I just dug really deep. I asked every question I could think of. I talked to as many people as I could. I read as many books as I could and um and also using the universe at the same time the energy from the universe i was able to manifest my first apartment building and it was an amazing experience i remember going to the lawyers on closing day and picking up my keys and getting in my car and driving to the building and what an amazing feeling to know that you're an owner of an apartment building you know it's quite um a launching pad for your you know, the journey. For your belief system, you know, especially, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. To know, okay, I manifested this, I've accomplished it. And once you can prove to yourself that you've done something so large, really, there's no stopping a person at that point. So let me, frame. let me ask you a question, because a lot of people listening might have the idea that, you know, you had, um, you know, two, $3 million sitting in the bank. And you're just like, Oh, I understand that now I'm supposed to go buy an apartment building and just like drove your Ferrari over to, you know, the, the real estate office and pointed out the one you wanted. Right. But like, so no. it's not like that is what we're is. No. Yeah. So the technical side of how that happened was um, the business model. One of the business models that I use and that we use my, my sons and daughter-in-laws are all, we're all in business together now. But one of the business models we use, especially for the larger purchases, is we bring in silent investors. And we've done that quite a few times. A lot of our projects, we have silent investors. They come in with the capital and in exchange, they own a share of the building. So I can go into more technical side of that at some point if you want. But uh, I think the most important thing with respect to that is to be able to be the type of person that people are going to entrust their money with. So the reputation you have and the follow through and the commitment to always take very good care of your investors and their money, that information spreads like wildfire. The referrals that come honestly from the first investor that ever worked, that I worked with, that worked with us, um, every investor from then is pretty much every single investor is a referral from them. And it's because I've taken such good care of them. Um, and like I say, now it's a family business. We all take very good care of the people that work with us. And that is very, very important, especially in the commercial real estate world, the larger multifamily residential, your reputation is really the most important because you have to work with so many people at such a high level 
um, that, you know, if you have um, a situation where something happens and your reputation is, you know, shattered or even lowered, um, that could affect you a lot. So it's really important to remember your integrity, your reputation. You want to always follow through and fulfill your commitments to your investors. Now, did you have those uh, investors come in right on, on, on the first acquisition was not just you, there were some partners involved? Yes. Right from the beginning, I had investors. So I'll tell you kind of what happened. The first purchase I made actually wasn't apartment building. I was sort of testing the, the, testing the system. And I'll tell you what happened. I was studying furiously. And my mother actually saw me one day studying and she said, what are you doing? And I explained to her and she said, hmm, I think we should get involved. And I said, I think you should. So what happened was we just bought a new build townhome in Airdrie, Alberta, and they were the investors and they were my mother and stepfather. They were the investors and they were so happy with the progress and what we had done that they started chatting with some other people at a family gathering and some distant family members asked for my number and reached out. And then they became uh, investors in my first apartment building and it just continued from there. So right from the beginning, just so the viewers know, if you haven't had this experience yet with buying real estate or working with investors, it is possible to get into the industry even if you don't have your own money, if you're using investor money, if you really do a good job and you stick to your commitment and you have good integrity and you, you manage the whole project, you bring in investors and they trust you and you make them a lot of money and it's a perfect system. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. You don't need, you don't need a whole ton of investors either, which is what I love about your story. You really won, right? One. And then it snowballs from there. If you, if you provide the right service and the right value and everything, um, exactly. you don't need to go out and find thousands no. of people, right? It's, it's going to no. be very, very easy actually in a way, if you find that one and treat them well. Yeah. You can have a, a small group of investors and, and what we do in our business models, we, we recycle their capital. So our business model with the larger multis is basically um, as our tenants move out through attrition or if there's other, you know, situations like evictions or whatever, or sometimes we've done buyouts uh, the odd time. We haven't had to do too many. And obviously we renovate the units. um, We bring in new tenants at the market rate. And this automatically any commercial investor knows um, the, the lenders value the buildings based on net income so you automatically bring the value up when we do a refi we typically are able to give our investors all their money back but of course they typically don't want their money back so we take it and buy them another building and we just keep repeating so really to have a large successful portfolio you don't really need a large number of investors you just need some good investors that trust you and you do a good job for them and you just keep going now was there a was there a moment or was it progression, I guess, in terms of going from that first property, you said it was a townhouse in uh, Airdrie, which is right near Calgary. Uh, did you, and then you went to apartment buildings. How, how did that, how did that transition happen? Uh, like what was there, I guess you'd said there was a moment where you kind of had that manifestation happen, but was there anything right. else? That, well, like, it wasn't even, to be honest, you... um, sorry, to be honest, it wasn't even a transition. I didn't have an intention to buy a townhome. It just kind of happened. Uh, My parents had the capital that suited that size of a purchase. My whole journey was multifamily. My whole journey was buying apartment buildings. I just happened to, uh, what happened is I went out for um, uh, one of the events with rain to go around and explore the uh, Calgary now Airdrie. And I found that the market was doing quite well. Um, And I happened to have my parents with a certain amount of capital. So it just was the perfect, uh, perfect storm for everything. So I purchased that, but it was sort of an aside on my journey to purchasing apartment buildings. And it obviously worked out perfectly because the, the person, this, the next investor that came in was a referral from my parents. Awesome. So let's talk about some of the challenges that you started, um, that you faced, I guess, starting out mm-hmm. and how you overcame them. So what are, I mean, we can talk about both like both, um, sort of nuts and bolts uh, Mm -hmm. issues that came up, but also mindset problems. Right. 
and right. how you work through those. Right. Okay. So as any commercial investor knows, commercial real estate investor knows, there's unlimited number of challenges. Every single deal, you have unique challenges. Um, and one thing I just want to mention before I go into detail of what those might have been, um, I remember at one point um, I had the, uh, the pleasure of meeting Paul Stoltz. He's an author. He came to Rain to um, speak at Rain, and he's an author of uh, Adversity Quotient. I think it's called. There's a few different books. Anyways, I remember him. He, he's a specialist on adversity. I remember him explaining. I think he had five five different levels of how people respond or react to adversity. And at the top level, you would find very successful entrepreneurs who actually harness adversity. They actually enjoy the challenge and they embrace the challenge and they use it to um, look for ways around, you know, workarounds. So I really feel that I have that innate ability when something comes at me and a, a challenge, for example, closing on a commercial real estate investment. Um, I don't look at it as, as something that might stop me. I look at it as a, an interesting challenge to find a workaround. And I really attribute a lot of my success to that. So if that's something the viewers could think about and be aware of and maybe explore where they might be and work at, you know, elevating to a higher level of how you respond to adversity, it will really help a lot. Yeah, I think it sort of goes hand in hand with um, with the saying, you know, as soon as you decide to do some things, you inherently bring all of the issues that come along with deciding to do that thing with you, right? right. Like it's not that they're not there. They're right. going to be there if you decide to do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, if you decide to be a lifeguard just randomly, you know, mm -hmm. then you're going to have to, you know, get through all the adversities that it takes to be a lifeguard. Or right. whatever it is. So if you decide exactly. to do this, it's no right. different than anything else. There's going to be adversity. There's going to mm -hmm. be a learning curve. There's going to be problems. Absolutely. You know? And if you people instantly, there's so many people that, I mean, just even in a conversation about real estate investing, they go, tenants, toilets, I'm out. Yeah. Like before exactly. they even look into it any further. But wait a minute. What about, uh, you know, uh, generational wealth? What about, you know, monthly passive income? No, yeah. I don't want to hear about that. I, I heard tenants' toilets already. I'm right. done. I'd rather work for the rest of my life exactly. as a lifeguard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's so funny because that's exactly what you hear, tenants and toilets. Mm -hmm. That's exactly. And most people run because of that. And, um, yeah, if you can learn to harness the adversity, you know, there's no challenge you can't get around. It was funny, actually, my son, Jake, who you know, you both know, um, he, he said the other day, it was something interesting, reminded everybody about, um, you know, being an entrepreneur and taking on large projects. Um, when you, when you find so many challenges in your daily journey, it's usually because you're, you're going for huge outcomes, right? So just expect them and be okay and, and embrace them and, you know, look for workarounds it you have to do that to be successful and it, and it it makes the journey much more enjoyable right so so when let's let's talk maybe a little bit about when you started to work with that first partner i mean mm -hmm. was that something that just kind of organically flowed just like it was supposed to or like was there you know how do you make a um a relationship like that work right off the start? Well, I honestly, I think the biggest attribute is um, trust. The investors 100% have to trust you. If they don't trust you, they're going to have fear. And if they have fear, they're going to be want to uh, want to be maybe more involved or maybe asking a lot of questions or maybe doubting you or maybe wanting to pull out their investment early because they don't understand so it's really important if you're communicating with a potential investor, it's really important to, to feel or to try and determine if they can, if they, if it seems like they really have trust in you, like they're going to give you your money and trust that you're going to take care of it. I've had different conversations with different potential investors over the years. 
And I could feel that they were unsure and they, they wanted to be more involved in the, in the hands-on of the project or different scenarios. And I would just simply say to them, you know, it's probably not the right fit for you, but I will support you in whatever direction you want to take. If you want to, you know, work on purchasing your own apartment building or whatever, if I can support you in any way, connect you with, you know, um, uh, agents or lawyers, whatever. So I still support them in that way. But not every potential investor that comes to you is going to be the right fit. So it's really important that both sides recognize it's a good fit. Hey, Breakthrough listeners. Are you a real estate investor looking to scale your portfolio but struggle to find an investment-focused renovation company? Then our team at Evolution Construction Management is here for you. With our standard list of features and processes, we've created an efficient method to streamline your renovation from start to finish so you don't have to. Enjoy a hassle-free renovation on us. Visit our website at www.evolutioncm.ca or email us for your free quote at info at evolutioncm.ca. Uh, that's one of the most important pieces of advice, I think, with working with any partner in anything, really. But in this case, um, if they don't trust you, it's, it's going to be a tough battle the whole way and it's not going to probably end well, or it's going to, you're, you're going to be very frustrated along the way. There's going to be lots of frustration, right? So um, yeah. really important advice there, I, I think, is just, mm-hmm. especially early on, a lot of people get blinded by, you know, they have a million dollars to spend or something and people are like, oh my gosh, I, I can right. use that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. And you get so tempted to say, mm-hmm. okay, come on, let's do it. And then, you, you learn pretty fast, right? If if you do that, I, and I've I've had experience doing versions of that where I've looked back and gone, that was just a silly partnership to get involved in. Like it, it could have right. avoided all this stress and anxiety just if I just said simply said no or simply said no to that. And here's right. how we can work together, perhaps. Right. Um, right. Because there's probably another person coming with you know a good oh. amount of money right behind it who's way Absolutely. more way better fit, way more qualified, or you know just going to be a better happier partnership. Yeah, there's an abundance of money. It's it's limitless, honestly. Yeah. And from the investor side, from the silent investor side, I'll, I'll tell you, like, I've recognized a lot of my investors. And, you know, this is probably common knowledge. When someone is in a situation where they've they've come into money for whatever, whatever way, let's say someone's come into two, three, four hundred thousand dollars. If they don't know where to put it, it's a big problem. It's for someone who's never had that experience, it might sound like, oh, yeah, having 400,000 could be a problem. But it is because you need to invest that money. If you just let it sit in the bank, you're losing money every day. So if you don't know where to invest or how to invest or someone to invest it for you that you trust, it's a problem. So we're, you know, as much as it's great for us as well on the, the, the real estate expert side, because sure, we're part of that. We, we have a certain percentage of the deal, however you put that together and we're growing our portfolio as well, but we work really hard and we are doing a service for those investors because it is, it is a tricky spot to be in, to have a large sum of money and not know where to put it. Yeah. I feel like the people that maybe don't think that that would be, an issue at all wouldn't necessarily have that money for too long. Right. 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 And another important point, I think for people in our, our position where we are the real estate experts, if you don't truly understand that we are providing a great service for the investors, you might feel a little bit nervous about approaching a best investor or having that conversation because maybe you're feeling a little bit like, guilty or thinking I'm the only one benefiting and do I deserve that money or something, some kind of anxiety or nervousness. A limiting belief. Yeah, exactly. Limiting belief. But if you really understand that we're doing something really great, professional real estate investors work really hard and we can make a lot of money for our investors. So both sides are benefiting. Both sides are giving something you know, the investors giving the money, we're giving our time and expertise. It's a really perfect marriage of the two sides. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. There's a lot involved. Um, a lot of it's, you know, pretty large sums of money that can get, um, 
you know, don't, people don't want to see it go away or get lost or get underutilized. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot, lot there, lots of, lots to work with and a lot of relationships mm-hmm. to build or, you know, maintain. And so there's definitely a lot of hard work there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I believe it's, it's more than well-deserved because there's also a lot of very, um, there's a lot of other opportunities to put that money in that are just not mm-hmm. going to compare to the op- like the opportunity in real estate is really phenomenal when done correctly. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. what, um, what, uh, what can, can we talk a bit about some, some of the types of properties you're in? Because you, we've done, we've done like kind of the commercial side, which is, which is awesome. And you've also got some really interesting kind of unique ones mm-hmm. that you're involved in too. I'm not sure if that, um, if that, if the avocado farm is a group, you know, part of that, so obviously there's some yes. sort of investment into that. That's a, that's very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got some other unique ones. Is there, is there some, um, lessons you've learned through going down those kind of more unique paths uh, away from the commercial yes. side? Many lessons. So basically it, this, um, diversified portfolio happened organically. So we just kind of followed different opportunities that arose that we thought looked like, when I say we now, I'd say um, when my sons and my daughter-in-laws joined, gradually they all became part of uh, the the empire. Um, Before that, I was specifically buying apartment buildings and then gradually they've all joined in. Um, And different opportunities have come up for us, a variety, as you mentioned earlier, Um, We've had so we were investing um, a large portion of our portfolio was West End, like Hamilton area, Cambridge. We've got a number of apartment buildings, row of townhouses, that type of thing. Um, That was really our focus. And I'd say over maybe the last five years, we've added quite a variety of properties and it just came organically. So we had some opportunities come up in the East End. We had someone approach us, I would say, um, uh, my son, Jake and, uh, daughter-in-law Lauren, um, someone that they knew through their family had some properties for sale, smaller multis. Um, we had some in Fenland come up, but a nice fiveplex, a beautiful fiveplex that we're now converting to Airbnb because it's a perfect location for that. Um, there's a view of the water from almost every unit. Um, and as far as, um, Costa Rica, I came down here about seven years ago. Uh, both my sons were off and working at university and working. And I've always worked for myself from home. And uh, the weather dropped to 35 below, 40 below. <laughs> and I was like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. You know, my kids are busy building their lives. So I bought, um, I bought a condo down here in 2016, I believe it was. And I uh, was spending maybe half the year here, half the year in Canada. And I really love living in nature. I like space. I like, um, you know, to have be near water or whatever. And so after two years uh, living half year in the condo, which I love, it's, uh, it's a nice place for vacation, in my opinion. Um, but I wanted to be in nature. So I started exploring different areas of Costa Rica and uh, I was looking for maybe one or two acres and I found a 20 acre farm and uh, the price was reasonable. So I bought it and I I moved here. That's where I am right now. And um, it was filled with a number of different fruit trees. And the only thing that I could think of that I didn't have that I wanted was avocados. And I had planned to plant just two or three trees for myself. And so I asked my muchacho here, I said, can we plant some avocado trees? He said, sure. How many would you like? Maybe 200? I was like, what? (laughs) 200? And it just grew from there. And that's how I ended up with an avocado business. So basically just saying that I just, and for the viewers, I want to maybe give this insight is I just keep my mind wide open and I just allow different opportunities to drop in my lap. And if it looks like something interesting or viable, I give it a go and it makes life really interesting. And that's kind of how we ended up with um, such a diverse portfolio, just looking at different opportunities and seeing, Hey, this sounds viable. Let's go for it. See, I think that there's two frames of mind when it comes to real estate investing. I hear a lot of people 
um, say that, you know, that it's boring, but it makes them money, you know, and, and there are some very successful people that take that mind frame. That's not me. Um, I, I tend to get very excited about really good opportunities, just like you do. I tend to open myself up and not say, this is the way I do it. This is what I do. And this is the only thing that I do, you know, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I really do like the whole idea of just like allowing different opportunities to come to you and not cutting them off because they're not inside my, I guess, like 100% frame of knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's something to be said to maybe not chasing every shiny object, but as long as there's like some aspect of real interest in something, mm -hmm. then I believe that you should be open to it because I think interest also drives you like your own personal, um, like, like uh, I don't know, like if there's something in it that, that is, is passionate, I guess, for you in a way, then you're going to be able to figure it out, like you said, because you're going to have the drive to stay and figure it out, right? So, um, so I, I love that. And there's not, nothing bad to be said about either one of those, but I'm more on the passionate side right? Where, um, you know, I just love, I love hearing all of, all, all of this stuff that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like many people, I work every day, all day, but I never feel like I'm working. I love it. We so, can do a whole show on that topic. Battle, the battle of the kind of both perspectives. Cause I think yeah. both are both, you could argue very, very easily both sides. I don't think there's right mm -hmm. or wrong. It depends on your, that person and their life and, and their journey and what, yeah. what's important to them. Exactly. And I think if you had two people who are successful on both sides of that and you had a debate at the end, you'd be holding both their arms up, you know, as right. winners. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, there's no right or wrong necessarily, mm -hmm. just, um, just differences. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's about the journey, you know, just enjoying the journey, um, you know, to share even with the viewers about enjoy the ride. Don't be afraid to try something you've never tried before. Just go for it and, you know, believe in yourself, get excited about it. And amazing <clears throat> things could, ha could happen that you never thought in a million years you would try. Mm -hmm. Like for example, the, the property that we bought here in Costa Rica, where we are as well, um, you know, people were asking me constantly, well, what are the implications of this? And what is what, what happens when you sell it? What are the capital gains? And, and I knew that I would know that at some point in time, like there's no way that I can't find that information all out. I will. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, and there's some aspect of my previous, you know, experience to be able to look at the deal that I was going into and say, okay, you know, I maybe don't have the 100% answers on all of these, but contingency, contingency, does this make sense? And also the passion, you know, am I going to be able to put into it what I want to? And guess what? Like, I mean, I went and I did it without knowing all the answers. And now I don't still don't know all of the answers, but I know the answers to most of those questions now. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so I don't think people need to necessarily worry about having the answer to every single question that could possibly come up because you eventually you'll learn. Exactly. You don't know, you don't need to know how. That's one of the things I wanted to mention with the why, the question about the why. Um, our job is to know why we want to do something and what we want to do. And the how will show up. You just mm -hmm. keep moving forward and it all unravels as you need it. Um, so, go ahead. I, I was just going to comment on the ha happiness is in the journey, I think is what you, you basically said that or referenced that. And I think that's a key thing to, for people to keep in mind, especially in the, the, the environment we're living in today with all the social media stuff and the, the FOMO type of you know, mentality that people get kind of stuck in at times. Um, how do you do that though? How do you find happiness in the journey? Do you have any advice around that in terms of, um, you know, keeping that mindset? Because it is challenging, I, I think with the, mm -hmm. with the world that we live in today, there's some, big real challenges around that. Yeah, I, I know that can be hard. I think there's a couple mm. things. I think you want to be very, very protective of your energy and spend your time with like-minded people. Spend be, be very aware if you're in the wrong environment. 
with people that are bringing negative energy and just delicately move away from that and spend your time with the right energy. And another thing I think is really important for me, and this, this also ties back to manifesting and, and the quantum and everything is to be excited, be excited about what you're doing and be excited about what you're going to do and be excited about the things that you're going to be doing that you don't even know you're going to be doing. Just be really excited. And if you like the, the, the physics behind that is if you have something in your mind that you want to do or you want to have or whatever, and you get excited about it as if you already had it, your thoughts send out sine waves and your, your emotions send out sine waves. And if you're excited about what you want and you feel you already have it, the sine waves are correlating. And if you study the observer effect, that's how you collapse the atoms and, and manifest matter. So that's the science behind it. But basically just be excited, get up every day and be excited about what you're doing, what you're going to do and all the things you don't even know yet that is coming. And that really helps. Um, yeah, that's great. Your input creates your outlook, creates your output, something like that. This is a Zig Ziglar line that, that it's, right. it's what's going into your body is going to come out uh, eventually. It's just you, you need to fuel it with the right stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> say, say the uh, quote again. I, I don't know if this is 100% right, but your input uh, creates your outlook, which creates your output. Okay. I well, like that. Right. Right. That's referencing back there. to spend your time with like-minded people with beautiful energy. Yeah. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah. That's they, they're really going to gonna pour into you in some way, shape, or form, right, with their energy. And that's going to, you know, create what you, you know, your vision of the world and everything, which is going to create mm-hmm. what you actually um, – have or what you you know what your desires are so right you have to be very protective of that because sitting in a negative environment can be addicting and before you know it you're being negative as well and just be really aware of that and in tune and if you feel it happening just walk away and move to an environment that you know is it correlates with what how you want to feel there's a lot of um big business around that too which is makes it even tougher that that they're they're making you addicted right like social media is Mm -hmm pretty much a big business around that they're they're wanting you to be addicted to the i mean it's the whole thing about the news the news right is there's a reason it's mostly negative it's extremely addictive mm-hmm. i mean i don't want to tell people not to watch the news because it's everybody's choice and you know we need to know some things but i personally don't watch the news i let there's a few people in my world that let me know if there's something really important i need to know because mm-hmm. it's just <clears throat> negative and uh it will really bring you down and make you sad depressed and have a negative outlook and it really impacts your life. So just be really protective of your yourself and your energy when it comes to negative energy in your, in your environment. So this whole thing that we've talked about, the, the, the manifesting, the bringing things to reality, to the, the just success and diligence in real estate investing, it all uh, comes from, your why, right? And that was one of the big things that we wanted to talk about today was like, yes. why is, what is your purpose for doing all of those things? So, you know, let us in on that. Explain well, where the passion comes from. Why, right? My why is my children. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to have the same answer, but 100% my why is my two sons, Chris and Jake, and now my two beautiful daughter-in-laws, Bailey and Lauren. Um, and like I said, we're all working together now and a a common goal, but literally I would say pretty much everything I do is to create a beautiful world for them, for their future. Um, if, and when they decide to have children for their children, you know, for generational wealth, um, it's a really can be a really tough world, especially right now. Um, and to have that financial stability going forward, it really helps. It helps to be able to live a more peaceful life, not have to worry so much and be able to leave a lot of yourself and your energy available to, to do other things for either yourself, your family or the world. Um, so my why is a hundred percent, my children, that's what gets me out of bed every day, work hard every day, never give up, keep a positive attitude. Um, it's to make a beautiful world for them. I just wanted to thank you for coming on today and sharing so much with us. I love this stuff. 
Um, you know, I mentioned while you were gone there really quickly, just like one of my favorite books, the, the easiest one that sort of gives people an idea on the, what, what, what you're talking about is mm-hmm. a book by Wallace D. Waddles called The Science of Getting Rich. It's a super quick read. It's only nice. about, you know, two, maybe, I don't even know. Depends on how fast someone reads, but like a two hour read to read the whole book. Mm-hmm. Wow, and, excellent. Uh, and it's, it's such a simplified version of what you've been talking about. So anyone who wants to just, you know, get an idea on how all this stuff works, you know, reach, uh, you know, look into that book. And then of course, Cassandra is going to share with us a few of the things that helped her learn. We're going to put those in the show notes. And um, yeah, just like, thanks. This has been a really, really cool interview. Just super happy that you were able to make it on with us. Um, How can people reach out to you? Okay, we have a really great website. So I'll give you that link and I'll give you my email address as well, as well as Jake's email address. And yeah, anybody can reach out at any time with any questions or they want to join our, you know, our journey or if they need any uh, guidance on their own journey or some, like you say, some books to read. We're always happy to help with any of that. And do you just want to give us one in audio, like one way to connect with you? Yes. Um, well, do you want me to give you my email address or we'll put it in Whatever the link? Whatever works for you. you know, okay. If you wanna, yep. Yeah. So my email address is miles2go90 at gmail.com. M-I-L-E-S-T-O-G-O-9-0 at gmail.com. Any questions? And then we can guide them from there. Yeah, that's awesome. And like we said, all of that stuff and all of the other links that Cassandra was talking about will be on the show notes. Thank you very much again. Look forward to talking to you again someday. Yeah. Yeah, it was very fun. Thank you for having me. And people can reach me at rob at mrbreakthrough.ca. And you all know how to reach Sandy if you've listened to the show before. So <laughs> um, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. And we hope you've been inspired to take control and live life on your terms. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time. 